It's not time to make a change Just relax, take it easy You're still young, that's your fault There's so much So we've been talking a lot about my dad And I thought it might be kind of nice To tell you a little more about him And about some facts that I think You especially might find interesting Or relatable or just sort of appreciate So the first fact that I will say is that he created his own major. He went to Harvey Mudd College and was interested in math, but also interested in some computer science. And so he went to the administration and asked if he could create a major that was specific to him, taking classes that he was interested in, doing research or probably not research since it's not a research university, but learning things that he wanted to learn, and they agreed to let him do that. So he had the almost exact opposite of a cookie-cutter college experience, as he does with many things. He, like you, is very opposed to that kind of cookie-cutter lifestyle. Two... While in college, he started playing Dungeons and Dragons. And this is basically right when it was published. I mean, the first real full Dungeons and Dragons edition came out in 77. But I think he was playing in 76 with the kind of initial rules that were released back in 74. And he and his friends actually took the Dungeons and Dragons rulebook as it existed. And they homebrewed it a bit. They de-cookie cutterized it a little bit because they didn't really like that you gained hit points at each level. And you have to admit that does feel kind of real unrealistic. If you think about like a great fighter isn't harder to kill because they have more life energy. They don't have more blood coursing through them. They are harder to kill because they're better at dodging or more resistant and and resilient. They know how to take blows. Uh, And so he, they didn't feel like it was realistic to gain hit points. So they created their own system where you start with a relatively high number of hit points that you also lose pretty easily, but then you just get better and better at hanging on to them, which is a pretty cool take on it because the hit points are really useful from like a gaming point of view. But if the goal is something that's a little more realistic or something, it's not, it doesn't have a good analog in real life. It's hard to explain what hit points are exactly if they're not just a video game concept. Number three, though he is not paid to do it, He is one of the best amateur euphonium players. And he actually practices almost every day. He plays in an amateur group that used to be associated with the Pierce College Band. And the group has a lot of professional session musicians, as well as a lot of dedicated amateurs. And it is the kind of group that you find in some amateur areas where there isn't any money, but there's enough dedication flowing around that everybody's quite good. And he is excellent. 
and definitely was the reason why both me and my brother took up musical instruments in uh, elementary school. Number four, he didn't just volunteer for my band in middle school. He also volunteered for my brother's school in high school. And he used his web design abilities for that. His company does a lot of secure transactions, but they also do some web design. And my brother went to a magnet. Both of us went to magnets that were attached to North Hollywood High School. And my brother went to a magnet that was attached to the zoo at North Hollywood High School. The Los Angeles Zoo, and it was attached to North Hollywood High School. It was kind of a weird setup. But my dad in high school spent quite a lot of time volunteering there, getting involved, paying attention, talking uh, to my brother and, and to some of the other parents that were in his high school so he could stay involved and get to see that side of my brother's education. And I think that helped. Aaron. It was a time where he was having some academic troubles. And I think it helped to have dad be so plugged in. Um, number five, and you know that he has a, a history with open source software. We have talked about that and about how much you are interested and invested in the future of open source. And I think you also know, I think I told you that he wrote a textbook, but I just think it's such an interesting thing about him that I put it here as a fun fact. He wrote a textbook on X3D, which is an open source 3D rendering technology. And he wrote it with a collaborator who I think still uses it to teach up at a Navy school in the Bay Area, Don Brutzman. But it is a book that you can look up and see, and it's literally just called X3D since it's a textbook. And it, it was a period that was kind of stressful. I remember the back and forth of the book and the emails and the frustrations with Dawn. But I think it is kind of a nice feather in his cap from the point of view of academics, when he's in academic circles with SIGGRAPH or with any of the other things, he can point to his own expertise as somebody who did a lot of research, learned a lot of stuff, published a, a book, co-authored a book about the, the topic, and has some real standing, which I think is pretty neat. And number six, and this is maybe the single way in which the two of you are the most similar, even though there are several interesting connections, this is maybe the single way. He is blithely uninterested in what other people think are cool. And there were certainly times when I was embarrassed by that when I was younger. But it is refreshing in every way, especially as an adult. And he is someone 
who I can appreciate even more now because of you. So thank you for that. I love you, Emily. And I miss you. I have to go